welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today, we're going to talk about humility. But first, a word from our sponsor. Now is a great time to learn more about CMF Curo as a Catholic healthcare option for your family. You can join anytime throughout the year, plus you'll experience an authentic Catholic community that cares about your whole health, spirit, mind, and body. CMF Curo members share medical burdens in community, have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, health and spiritual resources, and more. Visit MyCatholicHealthcare.com to learn more about CMF Curo. That's MyCatholicHealthcare.com. And we're back. Do you like how I went down on my name this time? And Walter. Walter. Instead of and Walter? <laughs> I didn't even realize it until you said it right you didn't? I just like I did it differently, so people are gonna think, "Is this a new Walter?" No, it is the same, except for you know, it's a little I, more more humble, Walter. <laughs> it's a lowlier, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> which is very adept for um, what we are talking about today. Um, which you know, it's a really um, hot topic in today's culture. <laughs> A hot topic. Hot topic. <laughs> hot how? It is not. It's like very countercultural yeah. and probably this is probably going to be the the least listened episode in, in Barbato's history. Or, 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 or we can spark something. Or we can spark something. Hopefully it is the case. So um, this episode today comes from well i wanted to do this and uh, i just dragged ivan and gustavo <laughs> we're just here for the ride yeah yeah pretty much um so if you guys know uh, have read the bio in the website i kind of started a blog and then abandoned it when we started doing barbatos for better or worse but one of the things that I was doing was going through the uh, rule of St. Benedict chapter by chapter and then doing a blog post on each of the chapters of the rule. I think I got to like chapter 14 or something like that out of like 80 something. I don't know. That's a big thing to like disseminate. And then I realized that there's like tons of books written by way smarter people than than me about the the explaining the rule of saint benedict so it got me a little discouraged but you know one day i'll, I'll pick it up again um, so yeah. okay so you said just get two dumb guys and start a podcast so i could be the smartest one of them no all. <laughs> that's not what i that's not very humble of you walter <laughs> <laughs> but it is not what i said i i enjoy having conversations with you i'm not saying that i'm Smarter than I'm both kidding. of kidding. Oh. <laughs> See how I got defensive all of a sudden? If you guys don't know, Walter is very gullible. <laughs> he, is. <laughs> he is. He truly is. I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> I honestly thought that I was offending you. 
I was like, oh my goodness, if that's what really, he really Pero thinks. yo nunca te dije pendejo. <laughs> Tú pensaste eso solito. Por pendejo. We're going to have to make this episode rater. Oh my goodness. Sorry, guys. That's Anyways. <laughs> I just, it, it seems like humility is something that God wants to instill in my life. Apparently, I'm very prideful. Um, well, we all are. That's just our fallen nature, right? Yeah. I think it, it comes with the human experience. Mm -hmm. that the pride is uh, the, the, the worst sin that you can commit, I guess. Uh, one of the capital ones. So um, it makes sense that the antidote to that is humility. I just finished reading... Virtuous Leadership by Alexander Havard, and he talks about um, courage, temperance, uh, prudence, and fortitude, together with magnanimity and humility as um, some of the traits of virtuous leaders. And I don't know, man, like, I've always been drawn to um, growing in humility, and we just did an episode of... Uh, the year of St. Joseph and, you know, there is all of these things in scripture, you know, like St. Saint, uh, John the Baptist saying, I must decrease, he must increase. Um, it is just that seeking that, that search of um, how can I make myself as small as possible so I can get out of the way and let God act in my life. Sometimes that's what it feels like. Um, so when I was reading the rule, chapter seven talks about humility. Um, and uh, St. Benedict has this very interesting image of how humility is a summit that we need to, uh, we need to reach. Uh, this summit um but he he uses the image of a ladder as the instrument that we will use to get to the summit that we must ascend to um and um he talks about degrees of humility and and, and discipline through which um we must ascend it and So the sides of the ladder represent our body and our soul, which is our humanity, um, our divine vocation. Um, and we use that to go through the different degrees. So it's, it's, not, it's not just completely spiritual or completely corporal. There has to be this synergy between the two. Um, so let's just dive into it because... Why not? The first degree of humility is to always have fear of God before our eyes and never forget it. I'm like, okay, how do you feel about that one? Fear of God? You know, Book of Wisdom says that that is, that is where wisdom begins. You have fear of God. But when you think about fear of God, what comes to mind? Confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
It's Wait, like, why? Because one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Ah, yeah, fear of the Lord. Slide. Fear of the Lord. Yeah, we always like, we always tell anyone going through sacrament prep is, you know, when you say fear of the Lord, it's not like, holy crap, right? I'm I'm afraid of God. No, like you, you're just in awe of Him. You know, um, yeah, it's it. That's a good point. Like, it's not a fear that paralyzes. It's mm -hmm. a fear that moves you into action. Mm -hmm. It's a fear of offending God. That's that's what I get mm -hmm. from it. And I got to that point by reading up on it. Because before it was like, of course I'm afraid of God. He could kill me any any time that he wants. Right. You know, but no, that's that's a misconception. Um it's about fearing to be without his grace. That's to what be I separated to be separated from him. Mm -hmm. Because you know, hell so, is just the absence of correct. God. So if so if you have fear of God, you will do everything possible to never be separated from God, essentially. Right. And St. Benedict encourages us to be on guard, right? It's like this, this being aware of, be on guard against sin and vice, whether in our thoughts, in our words, with our eyes, hands, feet, or self-will, cutting all of those desires of the flesh. Um, so let's let's move on to the second degree because it, it it starts getting interesting. The second degree of humility is to not be wedded to our own will, nor seek to satisfy our own desires, but to carry out the Lord's will in our lives. Consent merits punishment. Constraint wins a crown. I'm like okay. Doing God's will, we're doing good, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if we have self-constraint, it's another virtue, self-control. Self-control. Uh, they, they, yeah, they kind of like, they all feed into each other. Mm -hmm. um, so we're doing good. Let's, let's do third degree. The third degree of humility is for us, out of love of God, to submit ourselves in obedience to our superiors in imitation of Christ. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And that part, you know, I think this is the part where some people might start um, having some difficulties because having um, a good disposition towards authority um, I mean, this was written for monks, right? And the monks Correct. will have their their um, their abbot. But what does superiors look like in our lives, right? You're gonna have bosses at work. Mm -hmm. We have our parents. We have priests, bishops, the Pope. You know, all of those superiors that we owe obedience to because of our state in life. Um, you know, sometimes. We want to do what we want to do, and that is not necessarily the best thing for us. 
you know, if we just do our will 100% of the time. Bishop Barron called it um, the false self, mm -hmm. uh, the I, you know, I, 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 I want to do this with my life. I want to do that. I essentially want to be um, your own God. Your own God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he says that emptying, the necessary emptying of the old self um, will show your true self. And when that arises, it, you can do amazing things. Like St. Benedict. Yeah. St. Benedict had to go to a hole in the ground. And he spent a lot of time there separated from everything to be able to empty himself out of everything worldly and look at what he did. Yeah. Pretty much save Western civilization as we know it. By the time that he died, I think there were like 80 Benedictine communities throughout Europe. And, you know, I feel like, would you say, would you, this is kind of off topic, but let's just uh, entertain this for a second. I think, and don't quote me on this because I probably heard it somewhere, I'm just repeating it, that millennials are a generation that are going to go to those vocations of religious life, monasticism. Um, do you remember, Ivan, those videos of Imagine Sisters? Mm -hmm. There are some orders that are getting all of these vocations because the world is failing us so bad that our younger generations are finding true fulfillment in Christ. And that usually takes the shape of um, a religious vocation, either to the priesthood or religious life. Um, I wish I was prepared with numbers of what that looks like. But if you're a millennial contemplating religious life, let us know. We'll pray for you in your vocation. Um, I mean, I now that I'm, the more that I read about monasticism, I'm like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Just like working and praying and being in your little cell and everything is predictable and you know what to do, but that is not my life. Anyway, fourth degree. <laughs> the fourth degree of humility is when obedient causes things to become hard. Obedience causes things to become hard, contrary, or even wrongs are done to us. Or even if wrongs, let me start over. The fourth degree of humility is when being obedient causes things to become hard, contrary, or even if wrongs are done to us, for us to nonetheless embrace the suffering with a quiet conscience and not to grow weary and not to give in to them. Um, okay, so it gets a little bit more difficult as we go ascending this ladder. At this point in time, we're going to have obstacles. We're going to have contradiction. Uh, we're going to have people straight out like wronging us. Benedict says, even if this happens, embrace the suffering. And that's hard, right? Embrace the suffering quietly. 
That's even harder. Not growing weary and not giving in. What does that sound like? Ignatius and uh, the the discernment of spirits. Mm. Mm. You know, all those things that come to us that could be desolation, to just stay the course, and eventually getting consolation from God in uh, in our pursuit for for humility. Benedict tried, they tried to poison him, by the way. So here's a guy that his own followers, his own students tried to poison him because he was too strict. Strict. Yeah. They didn't succeed by the grace of God. We should and, probably do like crow. Um, an episode of uh, the Benedictine medal and its mm -hmm. significance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. there's a whole story about That's why the raven is like associated mm -hmm. with it. Because yeah. the raven knocked the cup knocked out of his hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Twice, I think. Don't drink it. Poison. <laughs> Poison. Poison. What's the what's the story of Edgar Allan Poe with the crow? Nevermore. 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 That sounds mm -hmm. more like a parakeet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Mexican version of the poem. <laughs> It's a parrot. It's a parrot. Como el chiste de Polo You so, went there, really. <laughs> <laughs> What a funny bird. Do you remember that? Never mind. We'll tell, talk about yeah, this. We can, we can talk. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you that don't know. I probably know it. <laughs> I, I probably know it. Yeah. We're not going to go there. <clears throat> humility. Serio, serio, serio. Fifth degree. The fifth degree of humility is to hide nothing from the abbot. Well, you know, if you're a lay person, hide nothing from your priest. But rather, uh, by humble confession, reveal all the evil thoughts of your heart and the secret faults one commits. And, okay. Fine. I, I, I buy it up to this point. It's like, yeah, we need the sacrament of reconciliation. And we already did an episode on, on confession in this podcast. So, But it feels good to empty yourself. It does. When, mm -hmm. it, when, it, when it comes to that point where, am I going to go in there and I'm going to just not invent stories, but just kind of like, I don't know, like not really be super clear and open with the priest, but actually like, no, like this is what I did and be completely open with him and have the humility to do so. Um, those are always the best confessions for me. Yeah. Not that, I mean, I feel like when I was younger, when I was like a teen and my parents is like, oh, we're going to go to confession. I'm like, dang, I don't want to go. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you kind of, Like, oh, there's a sin, but I don't want to say it. But now, like, you know, that I'm a husband, I'm a father, to just empty yourself in that confessional, it's so freeing, you know? Yeah. How was it when you went to that silent retreat with my Miles Christi? I was part of that retreat, right? Mm -hmm. You did a general confession. I felt like that. Like, Dude, that's like. Empty for you. Oh, my God. That's also, that's also the first time, little side note, that's, a, that's the first time that I found out that Ivan is John in Russian. I never put two and two together. I, like, I walked in and the priest, the priest was sitting there and I was like, oh, hi, I'm Ivan. John. I was like, what? No, my name's Ivan. It's like, yeah, John. 
Okay. <laughs> so yeah, John. Are you John? I know. <laughs> I think he's talking to the guy. I know. <laughs> Yo. Uh, it's like no, like John is uh, is Ivan in Russian. I'm like ah, that makes total sense. That's when mm-hmm. I found out. But you sit, you know. It, I mean, it was like a thirty, like a thirty forty minute confession, because you really break down from like the moment that you knew you sinned to that, that moment point of your life today and it's it's it takes a lot of humility to do so because you just revisit things that mm-hmm. it's like man i know i did this and i know that i'm forgiven but you know you just bring it up again in your mind and it just it hurts to to go back there again because you just want to get rid of it and then you bring it back up but it's so freeing afterwards to do so you did it i did it proud of you man thanks yeah i need to do another one yeah from that <laughs> point in time to right now listening to polo polo <laughs> father i listen to polo polo <laughs> on more than one occasion <laughs> more than one tape used to be tapes by the way used to be tapes my goodness there's probably people that don't know like what tapes are that are listening to this podcast <laughs> Sixth degree. We're halfway there, guys. Bear with me. The sixth degree of humility is for a monk, let's just say a person, to be content with the lowest and most menial treatment. And in everything, think of himself an evil and worthless servant. Saying with the prophet, I was stupid and could not understand. I was like a brute beast in your presence. Yet I am always with you. You take hold of my right hand. This is the part where I was like, wait, time out. What what are we supposed to do? (laughs) I was like, taking the lowest and most menial treatment. Yeah, exactly. That silence right now (laughs) tells you. um, Because we don't think about those things, wanting them. They're not palatable. They are not something that we as humans want. So we need to train. This is what I also, I'm glad that I finished this uh, book by Alexander Havard. Because virtue, it's not something that we are born with. And, And that is also like a good consolation because Virtue is something that we practice. The more than we repeat actions, situations that prompt us to live humility, the more that we will attain the thing that we want, mm-hmm. that we practice. So this is, this is like pruning, right? We need to prune our souls from all these things that are not allowing us to grow to our full potential. So, of course, being content with the lowest and most menial treatment. That hurts. Our pride. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about humility, which is the opposite. Yeah, that's how you fix pride. Right. That's the, the counter virtue. 
to pride and 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 pride if you think about it it's kind of like encompasses all other capital sins mm-hmm. because it, pride has to do with your will you wanting to do your thing you know adam and eve were prideful they wanted to do their thing and obviously the serpent had a lot to do with it and it got into their ear mm-hmm. but we know how that ended up yeah right so it's it's funny when you listen to what the word humility means and that's what i love about uh bishop baron he's a he's a words guy etymologist yeah he just goes deep into the meaning of the word so humility comes from humilitas which is uh grounded or from the earth so mm. humus it, it means earth in latin so that makes sense you coming the lowest of the low yeah and the other connotation that he gives it is that there's nothing more real than than the earth But there's the a humus. realness in it in it right and and how he put it that i really liked it was that for us to be prideful we're not being our true self mm. for us to be totally and completely dependent on god and his grace that's where our full potential lies and that's where again i go back to benedict and say he did that he emptied himself of everything because if you know about st benedict he he was from a from a wealthy family in rome and he went to the best schools and so on and so forth but then when the roman empire started collapsing it's like he was just he retreated he went up to the mountains mm-hmm. and eventually went into a cave and He had nothing. He had nothing in in order to give everything, so he can open up that space. Yeah, and they kind of like beg. People were knowing of him by like hearsay, and they were f- like flocking to him, right? And then he was just like, "No, no, leave me alone." And God was like, "I've got other plans. I've got other plans for you." <laughs> Like no, 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 you're going to live in community, mm-hmm. which also brings its own difficulties. But I want to be a hermit. <laughs> okay, so just give it time. Yeah, exactly. Um humus. Mhm. Um not hummus. No, no, hummus. Just one m, right? Exactly. Hummus. El humus mm-hmm. in Spanish. But that's like it's almost like what what you put on the topsoil so the 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 earth becomes fertile right yeah so in a way you could say that humility is what will help your soul grow mm-hmm. that's a great way of putting it that's yeah to write learning it down. things together exactly <laughs> you know should write a blog post about it uh the seventh degree <laughs> Ivan is loving it. If you're humble and you know it, then you're not. <laughs> That's a great song. Seven degrees. <laughs> Saint Jose Maria Escriba also has like a quiz, right? Like mm-hmm. to assess how humble you are. We'll just put that in the. In the Saint Jose Maria Escriba is if you want an ass whooping, go read Saint Jose. It's like Maria reading Escriba. James, you know, the letter of Saint James. You know, it's like you think you're good. <laughs> Read this. I need somebody exactly. to put me in my place. 
Right. Saint Saint Jose Maria's Cuba is right there. On that note, are you going to touch on the litany of humility at all? Eventually. Yeah. Well, let's just go through the twelve degrees, and then you know, bonus uh, for everybody. Actually, I started reading Camino in Spanish because I found it. I um I did talk to Gustavo about it because I was like, ask Carolina if she can get like a a bootleg. vintage version of Camino printed in Spanish because I think they don't print them anymore. But I found it on Kindle for like $2. I was like, eh. There you go. I want to read it in Spanish. But mm-hmm. Anyways. So maybe now Ivan's grandma um, can have a Spanish version of Barbatos because people have been complaining that we are Mexican and we don't speak Spanish in the podcast. <laughs> Not to mention names. But shout out to Ivan's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Doña Lupe, Doña Lupe, donde quiera que esté. The seven degree of humility is for a monk not to only pronounce with his tongue, but also in his very heart to believe himself to be the most abject and inferior of all. It was good for me to be afflicted in order to lend your laws. Psalm one nineteen seventy one. This part. It's like you don't you don't only have to believe it in your heart. Like I I, I can buy into like that I'm the lowest of the low the low, the most abject and inferior of all. But to pronounce it <laughs> to mm-hmm. say I'm the lowest of the low. I, I have a running joke at work, um, because now that I've been in a leadership position, I and that's one of the reasons why I read uh, Richard's leadership um, to in to model leadership in a company uh, with servant leadership it's very unpopular, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm trying to do because it's I think it's the right thing to do. And um, I have this joke about signing my emails with the lowest of the low, uh, and people laugh when I mention that. Because I'm in a position of service to other, my all of my clients are internal in the company that I work at. So uh, I I see that as an opportunity to serve and, um, you know, to to be of service is one of the things that I, I see it as a positive, but other people um, see how it can be abused. But to pronounce with your tongue that you're the, the most abject and inferior of all. Um, it is very counterintuitive and countercultural. So, like, mm-hmm. getting to this point, if if you're here, you're doing good. I, um, let's just keep trucking on uh, onto the eighth degree. This is where it starts to get like real. I mean, it got real from the sixth degree, but you know, the eighth degree of humility is. For a monk to do nothing but what the common rule of the monastery or the example of his seniors leads him to do. Um, For people like us that are not living in a monastery, um, defining our own rule of life would be kind of similar to that. Um, If you don't have a rule of life, I mean, I don't know that having a life of prayer, um, those kind of things, but... um, 
you know, abiding by the rules of the holy, the rules and teachings of the Holy Mother Church. Um, doing like, I don't want to say the bare minimum because we already talked about this. Like, mm -hmm. if you go to Mass on Sunday, that's better than if you don't go to Mass on Sunday and Sundays and Holy Days of obligation. But actually trying to have this relationship with Christ in your life. Um, and it, it, it comes with a lot of like discipline and obedience. I feel like that is why humility is difficult because there are all these other like sibling virtues that need to work together in order for, for us to grow and growing can be painful, you know, uh, growth pain, uh, growing, growing pains. pains. Thank you. Um, which by the way, one of my kids is going through those and it's like kind of weird. And it's like, ah, my feet hurts. And I'm like, anyway, yeah. um, ninth degree, because we don't want this to be an hour long and people to fall asleep at the wheel if they're listening in their cars. Um, the ninth degree of humility is for a monk to refrain his tongue from speaking and be silent until a question is asked of him. That one's very hard for me. Right? Yeah. And I think my, my wife, she knows that I struggle with this, where she'll tell me a story. And it's all, it's, it's almost like I want to one up her. I don't do it on purpose, but like, I just like, I just think of a story like that. Like she's telling me something and then I'm like, oh, this happened to me. And then I say it. And then she's like, why do you always try to one up me? And I'm like, that's not what I'm trying to do. I promise. But my story is so much better than yours. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's just, I don't that's know. That's how like, your I, brain works. That's you how my brain works. It. Yeah. Mm. So I really struggle with that. Dude, I... I think that in the last eight years, I have written myself of this need to be part of conversations, which is incredible. And I just attribute that to God working through me. Um, and, the, and the only reason that I know that I have gotten better at this is because Deanna told me. <laughs> because I, let's say that, Gustavo and Ivan were having a conversation and I walked into the conversation and I would be like, so what were you guys talking about? You know, and I wanted to, and you probably experienced it when, when you first met me, like I wanted to be part of the, the conversation or the joke, or, you know, I wanted to, to be part of, um, but that detachment from, um, not necessarily knowing everything that is happening around me, it's like freeing. And, you know, there's going to be times that people don't want to talk to me. I need to be okay with that. Everybody wants to talk to you all day. But, okay, hear me out. Thank you. And we're compadres, so that's good. <laughs> um, so silence is not a good thing in, in, in our culture, right? There's, we call it awkward silence. So how does this fit in with, like, Small talk, because, you know, there are books now of teaching people how to do small talk. And, you know, you two have done relational ministry where 
you have to initiate conversations in order to get teenagers to talk. So like pulling teeth sometimes. Well, yeah. Yeah. So they're very humble. <laughs> the teenagers are very humble. Yeah, hey, there you go. <laughs> um, so I don't know the answer to that or what St. Benedict would think about small talk, but um, let's just say that, you know, not being uh, gratuitously spilling the beans about your life um, would be a good way to grow in humility and just answer if somebody asks you, how was your weekend? And exactly. then you can get to talk about um, the 10th degree. The 10th degree of humility is not to be easily moved and prompted to laughter, where it is written, a fool raises his voice in laughter. Sirach, um, 2120. I'm offended. Right? <laughs> I just did it right now. <laughs> I'm like, we're supposed to be joyful. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. But you know what? I have met a uh, Benedictine monk in Kansas when I went to a wedding. And he's actually a brother. I don't think he's he's even a priest. He would not like laugh out loud. He would just kind of like have like a like a chuckle. But he would have like this self-control mm -hmm. that it was like off-putting almost because I'm like, I know that I'm funny and I just made a joke. You know, and that's probably my pridefulness and action is like, why are you not laughing? Yeah. You're like, dang. This kills laughing. everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? Is this thing on? <laughs> my wife laughed at it yesterday. <laughs> right. Um, so, it, you know, it's a summit. It, get, it gets harder and harder as we get closer to the top. Um, but... Yeah, it is difficult to to hear. Like I said, I don't know why you guys let me do this. This is like a very unpopular topic. Let's just get through with it. I, I think it's important though because yeah. again, if you're listening to this, you gotta read all of this with the the context of when it was written and who it was written for. So it's not like we're saying that all of these rules, um. This is really hardcore for sure. Yeah. So, and and in those times, I believe that that's what was necessary wow. and asked of them for it to be a real commitment. You know, because mm -hmm. it it's a reformation, right? It so is. So it, it it happened so that the, there was three hundred years of persecution of. Christians and then you know Rome became the epicenter of Catholicism so that people were uh, not having not experiencing hardship in their faith so there was a lot of um, lax following of the mm -hmm. faith so Benedict was like no we need to go back to the basics exactly. you know to like the faith of the almost like the catacombs in a way mm -hmm. um Francis is another example of like reform uh, mm -hmm. and, and being like more strict. Saint Teresa of Avila, Saint John of the Cross. That you know, it seems to be like a cycle where you have all these people really involved with these religious orders, 
And then when they die, they donate all of this state to the orders that are usually like orders of mendicants uh, that are begging for their food or they're earning their own uh -huh. keep. But all of a sudden they, they have all this land and these beautiful properties and they don't need to <laughs> beg yeah. for their bread because a lot of people have donated uh -huh. to the religious order. So all of those things, that is the concept that was happening in Europe when Benedict wrote the rule and wanted to retreat from all those excesses to be living a more austere life, which, you know, it might not be the case for like 90% of everybody that listens to this podcast, but you know, there might be one of you who is listening in Denmark or somewhere exactly, in Poland, in Poland, um, you know, like, you know, uh, I want to go and be a monk. I want to go and be a, um, a sister and, and get away from the world and dedicate myself to prayer to sustain, um, the life of the church, because that is, a job you know to to pray seven days seven days seven times a day for the church um mm -hmm. as monks do as monks do you can so, tell that i'm a little bit passionate about this yeah and and, and i think <laughs> coming back to your point of saying and i know there's two more that we need to get through but mm -hmm. um i i tend to disagree that it's not going to be unpopular because it's People crave this, even if they don't know it, mm. especially in today's culture where everything's about me, you know, everything's about, especially with social media, everybody became their own little world. Yeah. And uh, as Catholics, we put God in the center of our life. Everything revolves around God. And, and sometimes it's unpopular to hear it's something that you don't want to hear. That's true. And, and that's what we're here for. To tell you to tell you, you don't want to that hear. you are not a humble person. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, we but are in terms in of this like high horse, I, I think it's it's highly necessary for people to hear topics like this and to hear how extreme it had to be to for it to work. Mm. And at least all our listeners can either relate to at least one of the degrees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. So I know that's. It's not the most popular thing to talk about, but we can all see ourselves in at least one of these degrees. Yep. A standard to attain. Exactly. Absolutely. There we go. Thank you for making me feel better. The 11th degree of humility is for a monk to speak gently, humbly, discreetly, with few words, without laughter, and without raising his voice. For it is written, wise men's words are in their hearts. I mean, we're kind of already mm -hmm. touching on this and how it's, it's a lot of self-control, you know? Correct. This, this brother that I met in Kansas had all of these um, characteristics. So it's probably, <laughs> I don't know how many years he had been a monk, but when I met him, I was like, wow, he exuded holiness. And I think that's like the important part of this conversation together with everything that we just discussed. The 12th and last degree of humility for, um, uh, is for a monk to not only have humility in his heart, but to show it physically for all to see. Whether we sit, walk, or stand, let us always, with head bent down 
and eyes fixed upon the earth think of ourselves guilty of our sins and about to be presented before the dreadful judgment of God, ever saying to ourselves with the publican in the gospel, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And I think this is like the cherry on the humility cake. Which you can't eat. Which you can't. <laughs> it's not a surprise, it's not a cherry, it's a sour lemon. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense that the, the, the summit of this is the embodiment of humility, you know? And, and, and I think that my resistance to humility growing up in Mexico would be like when, when you say that someone is humble in, in Spanish, humilde, you would normally say that about someone that is poor. Mm -hmm. But the reality of that is that we need to be poor in spirit, right? So that, that, that person, whether or not they're poor or not, they, they are probably better spiritually than most of us because they know their place. And that's what humility is about. It's like, you know where you're at with God. And, for you who are listening, you might know where you are based on like the 12 degrees that we just talked about. And, and, and you're probably like, well, you know, it sounds really hard to, to accomplish all of these things, but try it out. Why not? Um, it could be something that will enrich your, your walk of faith uh, with, with God. Uh, and uh, just having um, a way to to practice this, I, I think that the 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 most essential way to to do that would be praying the litany of humility. Uh, you know, it, it, we just presented this like aspirations of like the twelve degrees to get to the summit, but how litany of humility? It it's that's powerful. Yeah, like. It hits you like a ton of bricks. It, it makes, does. Yeah, makes you think about what you, where you're lacking. And the thing is, like, you have a, a, a blueprint on what mm -hmm. to work on. And, like, we joke about, you know, as we go through the, through the list of the 12 degrees, like, yeah, we joke about, like, dang, this is hard for me, this and that. But, no, it's definitely something that I think throughout our whole lives, we're going to be learning these things, right? We're going to. Um, hopefully get to 12 degrees or, or get to the, 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 all of them, but it's, uh, it's, it is attainable, but as much as we joke about it, like I know that it's, it's something that we need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're a work in progress. Absolutely. Yeah. I attribute it to like Michael Scott from the office. <laughs> if, if any fans of the office, right. Everybody see, everybody who sees that show is like, that's that's incredible how how can somebody be like that even in a show how can he be so irreverent how can he be so like rude and, and 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 crass and but what we don't realize is that we all are a little bit of michael that, scott. of michael scott to a degree <laughs> or another right i mean yeah. how however uh, exaggerated it is on the show mm -hmm. most of us have done or do those things all the time Yet we don't necessarily pick up on them because people are gracious enough not to call it to your face. 
But the litany of humility is is that, you know, it just calls out all these things that you need to I I I've incorporated into like the night prayer mm-hmm. to kind of like do with the exam say, okay, which one of these right. did I did I do today? You know, like I mean, I'm just gonna point out a couple from the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. We all like being esteemed, right? We all good. like yeah, it feels good to to hear words of affirmation towards you. From the desire of being exalted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, uh, who doesn't like getting like a big promotion at work and recognition, and recognition, for your work, right? Then alone. <laughs> From the desire of being consulted, who doesn't like, like, hey, Walter, I have this problem, you know, I know maybe you can help me out. From the fear of being humiliated, from the fear of suffering rebukes, as Christians, right? Yeah, yeah. It's bread and butter, apparently. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. We could do a whole episode it's, on the Lindy. It's, it's, it's very powerful. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank you for listening to this episode of Arbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast, sharing it on social media, leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and recommending it to your friends and family. And if you didn't like it, well, just keep it to yourself. Let other makes their own mistakes. You can follow us on Instagram at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. Send us an email at hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. On the web, we are at www.barbatuscatholicpodcast.com where you'll find the show notes for this episode and more. And, you know, hopefully you pray the Litany of Humility right after this episode. Or, yeah. or We're praying for you, too. We're praying for you, too, yeah. We're, you're, you're not alone. If you, if you found this difficult, we find it difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're like Chesterton's that said, we're all, the, we're all in the same boat. And we're all seasick. <laughs> so you're not the only one. Mm. Everybody everybody needs to work on this. Yeah. Bless us, Alanis Casey. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Until the next time. <laughs>